Hey guys, welcome all to Junction, a podcast about discovering choices, whether to live on your own terms and by your own design, or to simply look the other way and move on. My name is Sanket, and I'll be your adventure guide as we venture deep inside the startup journeys of India's new age entrepreneurs. I think you'd all agree if I say that the past few months have all been about content from comedians to politicians to entrepreneurs to students almost everyone and everyone is creating and consuming an exceptional amount of content on that note with us we have divyang jain co-founder and creative head at the wise idiot this is a content firm which has been in the loop for 4 plus years now uh, so hi divyang how are you hello sanket uh, all good thank you how about you i'm good divyang so uh, moving on uh, i'd like to ask you that you've been in the startup ecosystem for 4 years now and you've seen the content industry evolve and change through and through so i'd like to ask you uh, how has the startup ecosystem been treating you and the content industry as a whole oh uh, great question uh, i'll start first of all um, fortunately i've been part of startup ecosystem much before you know we started the yz idiot and because i was part of the ecosystem or um, my dream was to be part of it uh, i went to bangalore my hometown is jaipur and i moved to bangalore just to understand the um, startup startup system well and uh, as cliched as it sounds i, I used to work from starbucks core mangla and you know seeing all those um, different uh, founders uh, you know so there is a saying in bangalore that if you throw a stone you might be throwing it at a founder or you know a techie so i uh, and this is 2015 and 2016 so i was seeing that evolution of uh, you know new age startup founders uh, teams and people talking about it flipkart was already big swiggy was already there you know uh and bangalore was full of uh, different startups you know every new day there is a new app coming along that is solving some problem or you know making the world better place as it says so uh from 2015 and now this is 2021 um i am observing startup system or sa- startup ecosystem uh so yeah that uh, happened and then i realized that you know there is a lot of content requirements especially uh, in the tech marketplace or you know even d2c or any other business uh, there is always the content requirement i didn't see that you know there can be such mass requirement uh, due to covid and other things it uh, you know piled up and then pushed really upwards but uh, before that also there was requirement then there were uh, traditional agencies which were moving towards um, you know the new ecosystem creating content but then there was a big gap and fortunately uh, yz idiot saw that we started working around it and uh, results are great i i hope i have given you uh, the correct answer to the question absolutely uh, i think it's wonderful uh, that you've been a part of the ecosystem for so long 
so along the same lines uh, i'd like to understand more about your personal journey uh, on the same tangent um, mm-hmm. so you know everyone each of us have some uh, initial experiences in life that uh, complete us as a person and maybe some decisions in the future subconsciously that is how we make them so do you did you have any um, such life experiences when maybe perhaps you were younger in school that uh, maybe led you to subconsciously having that moment of clarity that you know you thought that uh, a startup is where i want to be apart from the previous startup and apart from bangalore so was there any such moment uh, that allowed you to you know just uh, put on the ignition temperature and uh, jump the fence uh right i don't think there is uh, one clear cut uh, you know one eureka moment for me that you know this is what i want to do uh for me good thing was i was much more clear on things that i don't want to do so every now and then i figured out okay this is also something that i cannot do uh, or i don't want to do and you know with academics also uh, especially uh, learning science maths it was not very much cup of my tea then i also realized that you know accounts is also not something which i am interested uh, but i also realized that time that you know business or business studies or uh, anything and everything that is related to entrepreneurship it's something that fascinates me so uh, you know even in uh, before this i mean when you are very young beat uh, in your standard 5th or 6th you are doing um, maybe few assignments few projects uh, few businesses here and there you know uh, but uh, by i was into uh, 11th or 12th i realized that you know uh, entrepreneurship and business studies is something that actually um, i can understand i used to teach uh, other students ki uh, you know if you have any doubt uh, around business studies because people used to you know remember or people used to uh, how we say it uh, rectify things uh, in the, in uh, business studies but uh, i was able to understand it from logic point of view and at the same time i was so bad at accounts and at other um, these technical subjects that i used to go to each and every student who i used to teach uh, business studies and ask them to help me with understanding these uh, modules and formulas and other things so somewhere that uh, gave me a basic understanding that you know this is what i want this is uh, easy for me and then uh, again my background and everyone around me i uh, saw them uh, in different perspective from how people do businesses uh fortunately my maternal side is all about business then my father is a uh, mba pro- principal he retired as a principal from an mba institute so i saw the education and uh, that part as well of uh, the business side the management side and then also the practical uh, scenarios of how people are running businesses from smes to you know on a larger levels so all those things uh, cleared my perspective of how and what i want to do or how uh, it should be then of course um, before starting a journey i always wanted to know how this is done or uh, that time i didn't even know that you know internships are important or uh, you know 
and this is a very interesting thing six years seven years um from uh i mean six years or seven years back internships were very limited uh there was no such concept of internships you want to work with the anyone any uncle or any other person who has a business you go to their uh go downs or factories or shops and start working there so i observed from there i realized this is fun this is what i want to do um having conversations making plans making campaigns for uh, people uh, coming to their shops you know all those things were interesting uh, uh, as a sales also you have to have really good uh, relationships you want to tell stories uh, you know you have to talk about lot of things so you become a people person so all these traits somewhere they were there also because of my upbringing and the kind of people i was uh, uh living with and hanging out with uh plus there was absolute interest in all those things there was absolute interest in uh storytelling interactions observing people and that made me realize you know I'll, uh and uh, at the end i have to do this i have to get into a place where all these traits all these skills will uh help me evolve help me grow and i think uh, business is that one thing entrepreneurship is absolutely that juncture where all these traits and skills uh, help you do what you are doing right so i think uh, this is that, that was great and that most certainly did answer the question uh, so uh, now i would like to move on a little bit to the content industry as a whole uh so uh what do you think are the different challenges uh, i mean so you guys are like a complete content firm and you provide end to end solutions and you have a lot of different business use cases but for someone who's just starting out as a content writer or as a freelancer so uh, what are the different challenges that a person in the content industry because there are so many fishes in the sea that uh, to get some relevant work you need to be really good so what are the different challenges that a person faces when he's just starting out or maybe when he's somewhere in the middle so how do you rise above the challenges and what are the different challenges that you face so two separate questions right uh, so writing is a very interesting space to be in right uh, and there is a very i don't know if i should say a stark difference but there is a difference between content writing and writing itself right uh, somehow content writing is becoming popular every day and every night right everybody now because they see money in it they see uh, some kind of uh, satisfaction or uh, it's just a buzzword maybe but everyone is talking about uh, content writing freelance content writing or i want to start doing content writing i would suggest anyone who is starting they should first become writers and i'll give you an example uh, what exactly uh, i mean when i say first become a writer and not a content writer writer is someone who can imagine who can observe and write whatever he or she wants to write right they can uh, observe things and then whatever they feel whatever their opinions are they just write it without thinking about uh what will happen to this if someone is going to read about it uh, is someone interested in this piece or not uh, how we are uh, how people used to write their journals how people used to write their stories and anything and everything right so that is a basic exercise of writing 
anyone can write if you think that you can write well then there is a next step next step is not again to be a content writer next step is how many people are interested to read what you are writing that means that if you are writing something is someone interested in the language that you are using and now uh, that can be in multiple ways uh, one you might have a good command over language but what you are observing is not right right so once you figure out that you know you have to write uh, as per uh the language that people are liking plus you are observing correctly that will help you becoming a better writer and then people will uh, be entertained people will be thrilled to read about it right so uh, observation plus uh, good narration or good storytelling helps you engage with uh, your readers once you do that you also figure out that what is the kind of janta what is the kind of um, uh, people who you can target and is this kind of uh, people you are targeting uh, would be interested in something where you are adding more information in terms of let's say business let's say surveys uh, let's say educating them for something informing them about something or they are just interested about the imagination and observations of yours right so once realize these aspect of yours you add uh, these two three elements into it then you should move towards content writing where uh, you are specifically writing about the content you are not just writing about your imaginations or observation it's much more than your own uh, particular life journey but also about whatever you are talking about whatever the product or service you are talking about and that is about content writing and that is something that you have to realize and then start working on it so this is um, something that people a lot of people miss out on they see a bigger picture that content writing is a big thing people should start uh, if you are a good writer then you should also uh, start writing content but uh, first you have to uh, you know understand how good you as you uh, you are as a writer how much um, you know you understand your let's say a niche and then you move towards that niche and start uh, producing content which people are also interested in, and then you become a content writer right getting uh, the point there yeah so absolutely but i think uh, it's more of a challenge i think the second step to identify your niche and uh, the kind of target audience that you have for your niche so i mean um, i i personally right. found it uh, very difficult to understand the kind of audience that i want to target so uh, i mean uh, as a as a writer i i think you're a content writer yourself as well and you do a lot of creative stuff so uh, how do you target or how do you try to imagine and build those maps as to uh, which is the kind of audience that i should target and a lot of questions do come in regarding uh, how do i identify the right audience for myself so would you have anything to add to that Uh, okay so uh, you can follow one process so this is something that i uh, felt or you know i observed with the people who have worked with me uh, be it interns or be it uh, you know freelance writers who worked with me there will always be two different kind of writers one will be generic writers who uh, can write about anything and everything and these people um 
either they are really good with everything you know uh, how we say jack of all master of none uh, category or they can do really good research or they are just starting on right so anyone who is getting into content writing if they are not following the path where they have interest in one particular genre or subject and they kept writing they got really good uh, insights about it and then move towards content writing uh, the normal path is they start uh, getting whatever they can write about they start writing once they realize you know they, these are few things that they love writing about this is something that when uh, whenever they are writing they are writing with the flow their their concepts are clear uh, they understand the subjects very well um, most of the time there is no brainer so it's very smooth for them to write uh, content for that particular uh, subject or section so uh, and it can be as niche as possible or as big as possible so someone can write anything and everything about finance right be it mutual funds insurance or derivatives or uh, you know currency uh, anything right and then there will be other uh, maybe one person who says okay i can only write about insurance but i know that you know uh, whatever i'll write about insurance it will be hard hitting it will be uh, properly researched and my uh, whatever i'll write it will make sense right so this is just various different stages maybe a writer will start writing from whatever they can find very generic uh, but they'll keep understanding themselves better they'll realize that you know these are the subjects these are the things that i'm getting or i like doing it maybe someone will be interested in uh, let's say tech writing someone will be interested in lifestyle or blogging or very casual writing storytelling there can be hundreds of those things blogging is also there right uh, interviews are also there some people might be very much interested in uh, i don't know how to write stuff i don't know how to uh, you know create imagine and write unique things but i'm really good with uh, transcribing or translation of things transcreation of things rather right so for every writer or content writer there is a journey uh, and at the end of the journey and the end of the spectrum they'll realize what they like it what they love it what their passion is and uh, that is when their uh, actual you know um, journey of a, of a successful content writing starts uh, they'll be very much interested to write about whatever they're passionate about so uh, divyank i understand uh, the process the creative process and how you can find the right target audience now but the thing is that uh, so many writers are there and the need for co- content is also continuously increasing but at the same time it's still difficult for right. freelance writers and writers in general to get clients to write for so uh, i mean uh, as as if i was a budding writer for instance so how do i get in touch or what is the best medium uh, to get in touch or get a hold or acquire the best uh, clients for me do i just keep on writing and hope that they would look out for me or how do i make myself more marketable as a content writer okay uh, so uh, there are both uh, ways available and both are successful ways which are a pull and push approach a uh, push approach is where you know you are writing you are 
uh, you keep adding content uh, whatever you are writing you use all different mediums uh, be it medium itself or quora and then linkedin is working really well uh, then facebook and communities whatever is available to you you keep writing you keep churning out content and making sure that you know people are reading it people are engaging it uh, in the content right so uh, how can you do that uh, you see on quora there are different topics right and people are always interested to read uh, on quora right uh, i'm sure if you have visited quora you'll know uh, the drill there Uh, so you start writing as much as possible on on quora maybe at least giving uh, at least two or three answers every day uh, there similarly you write every day on medium so these are few habits that you can form and uh, if you are doing good and if you are doing it consistently uh, you will see that there are more people who are interested in uh, reading your content consuming your content and at the end of it they will communicate with you they'll come to you for either you know to have a conversation with you about that topic or uh, they will have a job offer for you i got few of those uh, gigs myself in initial days my partner got a lot of uh, such inquiries in you know very initial days of the yz did itself one of our answer on quora uh, which was about leh and ladakh uh, just a normal travel trip wala idea about if you are in leh what should you do in leh and ladakh we got some 1.3 million views on that answer and this is 2000 early 2016 and oh, after that there were lot of inquiries uh, sorry nothing nothing go on uh, sorry so th- okay so there were lot of inquiries around it uh, that you know uh, can you tell us more about uh, your trip there where should we stay where should we uh go is there a good food availability uh so i am jain so there will a uh, few people who asked uh, will uh, jain food will be available there would that be a problem do you have drivers number and these things uh, we started having conversation then uh, a travel um, agent came to us on the same quora answer and commented on it can i use this answer right and this is one aspect of just creating one answer and then that one answer led to having these multiple conversation and also uh, we got a gig from that and then we started writing for that agent on multiple different avenues and uh, we kept writing clickbait content and other things for that agent and through that we also got few other references right so writing this way works really well i have also got lot of inquiries uh, on linkedin itself that you know uh, you talk about startups so i'm starting something can you help me with that similarly uh, if uh, people like me like um, right now i'm always in lookout for good writers and then there are two different kind of people who will up- come to me one are people who are approaching me that hey uh, i uh, uh, saw the yz idiots website i am really interested i see that you know uh, you guys are into content space i would like to collaborate with you i would want to write for you and second one is i stumble upon them or i look for them you know i am going through uh, quora answers myself now because now i am in that uh, position 
and uh, or i'm in on medium or substack or any other place i saw someone writing really well i saw maybe the first line itself or the um, you know some particular point uh, in the article or blog is really interesting or uh, they have added some really good point i would want to uh, go deeper i might stalk that profile and i'll be if i'm interested i'll ping them i'll say hey you know what i really write uh, like this particular piece of yours uh, can we work with you can uh, you write for this particular project that i am into uh, right now or i'm looking for someone to help me with this kind of content and then we start a freelance uh, collaboration with them and sometimes we just hire them uh, so both these approaches are there people who are writing good content people like me will always look out for them and there are multiple such people who would always want to look out for good talent out there and uh, once we find out that, uh, that you know this is what this person's strength is then we'll uh, want to collaborate with them or want to hire them because agencies are always um uh, if i don't know if uh, hungry is the right word here but in my case absolutely that is true uh, we are hungry for good talent we want to collaborate as much as with creative people we want to build as many wise ideas out there right so uh, that is one way um, to just keep putting content across we'll find you and then we'll uh, collaborate with you or hire you and whatever uh, is possible there and second is you can write to anyone and everyone now everyone is available through linkedin and other platforms if you want to write to someone if you think you know uh, and this is not just for writing uh, sanket it is for anything if you want to be a designer if you want to be an animator if you just want to work in data or uh, you just write to people who you want to work with or you admire be it the wizard be it um, google or cred or any other place you create content which people there would admire people there would like and then um, wait for it wait for the magic happen and you'll get the response from them um, if you are in that space if you are uh, if the if those people can sync with what you have done uh, anyone and everyone will respond so that that is what i have seen and learned so i think uh, there's a lot uh, that can be uh, derived from this and uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah right so uh, do you guys uh, have your in house writers or do you get freelancers you have a bank of freelance writers and whenever something relevant pops up you get them back Uh, both these things and we have in our writers a really remarkable team of writers uh, then we have uh, interns also who keep coming uh, we uh, work with them and then these people uh, become full time writers as well uh, and then there uh, is a pool of freelance writers available so we work with them all the time we have those tags that if there is a particular demand of this particular um, subject or this specific requirement is there then we get to that freelancers and uh, those categories are there so the entire operation teams have those datas that you know if there is this particular gig or this particular uh, kind of project 
then we have to go to this uh, writer who did something really well in uh, the previous project or this kind of uh, so uh, not just again for the writers it is for any creative role so we are currently working with illustrators and uh, branding uh, you know graphic designers and uh, motion graphic designers so we did a very successful project last year and people who worked with us on that project we uh, just got the entire bunch again for a uh, project this year right so uh, this is how generally the ycd function on all different levels so interns are there full timers are there freelancers are there or uh, different agencies are there we collaborate with agencies otherwise you know uh, one uh, agency cannot do everything but multiple agencies can uh, come together and create magic i absolutely agree and on that note i'd like to understand further that uh, you know when you're building a team for a project so since you work with both in house and freelance writers what are the challenges that you face uh, while building a team culture or hiring new people adding them to your team uh, for in house writers and in comparison what are the different challenges that you face when you get freelance writers for a particular project and what's the culture there like so uh, as we discussed right the biggest problem that i am facing with writers is uh, that even they don't know what they're passionate about and uh, with my hiring or even while working with freelancers if uh, i'm not able to see that passion uh, be it in writing or be it in general then it becomes a problem to work with them so uh, and it is not about you know to finding a niche sometimes people see passion as finding a niche and you know passionate about it it's just about passion towards something passion towards writing maybe right and if you have that spark then you figure out everything else but for me while i'm hiring or i'm collaborating with anyone uh, that is the very first thing if that is not there then that is a red flag for me i might not be able to work with uh, someone who i cannot see if uh, uh, the person is passionate or not right and uh, of course apart from that there are multiple things that uh, you figure out with time that you know these are their core strengths and weaknesses so if this project will work for this or not and then there is there are always trial and errors we or uh, ask for skeletons maybe uh, if you are working on a project or, or a blog maybe or uh, if you are working on a design project then you know if their previous work is something which is um, in line with what um, brand guidelines are there for the company right so all these things all these uh, uh, ideas and approaches help us in finalizing a team and once that is there then it is also about the synergies between the team between editors and writers sometimes you know writers uh, do really good job but editors are not able to understand what they have written so then it becomes a problem so uh, all these things have to come in place and once everything is in line then you can create great content uh, you know you do a successful project but uh, at the end of it i believe that you know uh, there is some sort of luck also involved you can have the best team available best set of writers freelancers operation people yet just because the sync is not there uh, you might not be able to give the best outcome best result at a, uh, or uh, on the other side of it you might not have a very uh, 
structured team you might have started at one place and you don't even know how it will end but at the end of all of it you find something remarkable happening there and just because of uh, dedication of everyone involved and some luck involved right so uh, there is no short uh, or in line answer the you know this is how it works or this is not because it's creative uh, at the end of the day it's uh, all about creativity but um, if everyone is passionate about whatever do- they are doing chances are they create really good content right so uh, i think uh, passion is a big factor and as you mentioned before uh, i mean even if you don't figure out a niche if if they're passionate enough it does build a great company culture so uh, moving on to the yeah, i mean uh, of- sanket I, yeah, go I mean, ahead. you know, the way we have we call ourselves the wise idiots. Somewhere we have to be wise and idiots, and that is what uh, our uh, ideology is. Uh, that idiotness is also very much important, uh, and that idiotness comes from the passion itself. That you know, yes, whatever it takes, I just want to do good work. Work. I just want to create awesome content every day. Right. If it is not happening, something is missing. Something I'm not doing right. So that part is very much important, and everything else is there in the wise bracket. Uh, your dedication, your understanding, your observation power, your skills, uh, your learnings, unlearnings, uh, everything that you have done till now, all those comes and makes you a wise person. And that passion of yours and your that sheer. joy of doing it that pagalpan of yours comes in the idiot part if that balance is there of the uh, having all the wise part and idiot part uh, within you then you do great stuff right so if you are doing it on a individual level then also you will create awesome content if you are in a team and that team also has the same uh, wise idiot wala um, expression in whatever they are doing then you as a team also you will create amazing content that's for sure that's something that i can vouch for or guarantee anyone and everyone yeah so i think uh, i mean there are no two ways about that uh, so uh, i want to understand a little bit about the development process as to how you approach the clients and then what are the different sort of communications that go on and then what do you do then how do you fix the timelines and provide them with a road map or if they provide you with a site map so what are the different underhand dealings that i mean kind of undertake uh, throughout the process uh, okay sanjit i think here i am also on my own journey of figuring out uh, although there are lot of things in last four years that we have now uh, created processes and we work in a a similar manner we have few habits that you know if we are working on a project this is how it will go uh, and that starts from the very first uh, from the lead generation part to how we will be having the first call with the client how we'll understand the brief and you know uh, how the uh, conversations will happen then how we'll pitch or give them the mood boards or skeletons and other things so a uh, lot of things now because uh, of uh, what we have done what we have observed and learned uh, uh, there are few ways we go about it 
but uh, for me personally also and from the team point of view uh, for every project be it with the same client be it uh, if we have done that in past or anything absolutely new uh, there will always be a new way of doing it new way of approaching it maybe the tools and processes are the same maybe the team doing it uh, is also the same maybe the conversation is also on the similar lines yet uh, every project will have different process and that is because uh, content is changing every day the ideas are changing every day right uh, even if the length of long form content has changed enormously in last 4 uh, or 5 years right uh, people will say long form content is 2500 words some people will say 800 words is also long form and maybe there will be people who will say 400 words blog is also a long form content right so uh, even if there are all the processes there still uh for every project every uh, new client you will have to figure out a new way and then only you can move ahead with them you understand you observe you learn what they like it or not and then accordingly you uh, collaborate with them and create content so uh vivek i had a couple of questions on this notion uh so uh what i mean so uh, how does lead generation for an agency i mean uh, you you previously explained that you know there are two methods through which uh, content writers can uh, generate leads so how is it different for a firm is it the same like you know you push content uh, and you make yourself visible and then you write to people so uh, is it dif- different for a content agency or a firm per se uh, than an individual writer not really uh, as agency as bigger agency and everything else as well uh, or for freelancers uh, it is more or less the same full approach and push approach uh, goes very much for anyone and everyone uh, just with agency uh, and uh, established agencies again uh, there are two three um, better ways now that uh, we usually do things and how it works uh, i am from marketing now right i can very much establish that point that uh, uh, i am uh, promoting marketing i talk about marketing all the time and you know social media marketing or uh, paid uh, marketing performance marketing everything yet i'll say that there is no better way than word of mouth right or referral rather so uh, ultimately a uh, lot of businesses or most successful businesses will come when there is a referral or word of mouth and that will only happen when you have performed previously if you have done some really good work with one person that person becomes your ambassador that person becomes your uh, business development manager or you know someone who vouch for you and that person will definitely sooner or later come back to you for some more work or they'll uh, give your reference to someone else or uh, that person will give you a feedback that will help you in getting the uh, next set of business right so that has uh, that i have seen very much and again uh, then marketing of course all the uh, different ways of uh, doing it be it social media be it uh, 
any other way of marketing that you are following maybe uh, putting a podcast like this um, might get lead generations like you know uh, people like the ideas people said okay uh, you know what uh, we believe you we think that whatever you said uh, makes sense to us let's collaborate right so that is what marketing is and then there is absolute uh, sales also where you are giving them cold emailers you are talking about the importance of content with people you don't know or but you know that you know the product the service that you are giving uh, people need it uh, brands need it companies need it uh, anyone who is starting the company needs it uh, from individual point of view to the giants of the world everyone needs words and designs so you approach to them you talk to them you tell them how we are doing what we are doing i don't know if uh, you have to talk about if you are better than others if you are doing best uh, in your field or not but you talk about the problems that they are facing and if uh, you can solve them and that is how you get the businesses right and then of course uh, you give your suggestions you work around the ideas if they like it then there is always that uh, relationships that you build again that is one important aspect networking and relationships so as i said referrals and word of mouth is uh, very important very crucial part for anyone be it freelancers or a small agency like mine or a, a big agency uh, this all thing comes down to relationships right so how good are you with relationships how much you can uh, solve someone's problem and add value uh, that is how you will get more business okay i think uh, so right so i think there was a lot of valuable uh, information for all the freelance uh, writers listening to this podcast so now i would like to ask you uh, in terms of content so should content always provide some value when it is being consumed or it can be there just to create hype because you're saying that you're a marketing person so i would like to know your opinion and i'll give you an example uh, that cred ad that we saw with rahul dravid that became insanely famous so i mean obviously you uh, you must have been part of the debate because uh, uh, i mean apparently it didn't provide a lot of value or a lot of information about the brand but it did create a lot of hype around the brand it did start a debate which might have uh, got the brand a lot of recognition so what do you believe is the eventual purpose of content can it be defined or put in a box or uh, i mean what do you think about that Uh, so uh, sangeet first i'll ask you a question around this what exactly do you mean or what do you understand by value see value as in if a brand is putting out some content so uh, it it wants to define uh, see most successful brands are adding some value to the customer and that is what they want to portray through the uh, through their content and the kind of content that they put out that you know this is what i'm doing and this is how it will improve your lives most of it or maybe it's trying to market a product maybe it's trying to market the brand but as such uh, when you see the ad it's not trying to market a lot of things i mean so uh, i mean no, that is no uh, sanket right again let's take a step back uh, let's not get into marketing or you know brand or how ad is working just the word value what do you understand by value well i mean by value um, i'd say something that adds on to you something that's useful to you perfect okay sounds good so uh, anything that is useful uh, it can be informative of course 
or it can be entertaining let's say funny or maybe something which makes you curious which makes you more confident right all these things are also uh, valuable uh, absolutely yeah agreed all right okay so uh, can we establish that fact that value is not just about marketing or you know it is not just about promoting something it can be much more than that it can be about entertainment it can be about generating curiosity it can be something about educating it can be something which can make you happy or sad or angry yet it is adding value to you right Mm. Uh, yep yep absolutely i got it yep mm. perfect so uh, now just to clarify it for uh, the masses also uh, anything which is good content be it the ad uh, by rahul dravid who i admire the most you know he's one of the uh, role models that i have um, even though you might not see it as if uh, you know what rahul dravid was do- doing it on the streets of indranagar uh, was valuable or not of course uh, the ad the first half of the ad was uh, definitely about cred and it uh, helped them uh, boosting their product but in that particular 30 seconds of rahul dravid shouting uh, make millions of us happy right uh people who admired rahul dravid uh, seeing them again uh, seeing him again on the screen made lot of people happy uh, seeing him angry made uh, entertained us right and indranagar ka gunda hu mein mai was used multiple times right so all these things are valued so again my point is anything that is entertaining or uh, making you curious educating and xyz all those things are also value and uh, anything which is good content amazingly done uh, be it just a word be it a design be it a song if it is a uh, good content it will be valuable so thank you for that i think that was an absolutely uh, wonderful speculation and sort of a verdict on uh, the long standing debate that has been going on so uh, on 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 a similar tangent i'd like to ask you that whenever you do get into talks with a client so suppose uh, you were the agency that was designing this ad or the content for a company like cred so uh, what would be your thought process or of understanding the brand positioning or the kind of brand voice uh, so i'll not use the word uh, you know um, uh, brand value but i'll use the word brand voice that creds cred wants to put out there um, for any purpose or for any um, you know for any target audience so what would be your thought process in designing such ads that uh, you know create dialogue or initiate dialogue in the society uh okay that's a good question um so before any of this before uh, getting into the process of how we'll create one ad or how uh, you know whatever we are creating for the brand how it can actually help uh, the society or community or you know all those things first i would like to take again a step back and understand about 
what you want to do or what is your learning right so if i want to do something with the brand or for myself also before that there is lot of exercise that i have to do in terms of learning what is happening till now before this call also for if i want to do something valuable or uh, want to create something good for this particular call that we are having for this recording that we are having i have to prepare myself right and this can be both consciously and subconsciously there will be lot of things that i like and dislike you know there are lot of things that i have observed uh, consumed learned and maybe i have ignored all those elements will make me what i am doing right now you know whatever i am telling you so uh, with that exercise done with whatever upbringing till this point i have or whatever content that my subconscious or conscious brain has i'll be delivering whatever uh, i have to say you know so that is for this particular call and this is the same thing that will go for um, any pitch that we are doing any ad that we are uh, you know working on or any other content piece right so uh, as i said uh, initially also for the writer also uh, that passion that understanding and everything uh, serves really well or works very well for them similarly if i have to do something for let's say cred my upbringing and my lifestyle so i might not be able to do uh, the same kind of uh, content how uh, you know tanmay bhat and the entire team who actually made uh, uh, this ad did because they saw him as a different avatar right uh, they got a brief that you know maybe you have to show the stark difference of whatever celebrity is and in the premise that is like his home ground and how you can make a difference now if my upbringing my style and everything that i know about uh, me and my team we might be taking this same uh, concept and with whatever learnings we have we'll make a different story out of it even the if the brief is same got what i'm uh, trying to say there yeah so right uh, i think uh, that was very relevant um, so uh, one more i mean uh, i think we are a little short on time so um, this would yeah. be like the last question um, so there's been a huge and you've been busting a lot of myths for a lot of people out there so thank you for that but uh, one more final verdict that i want from you on a debate that has been long standing is uh, the repurposing of content versus the content creation so earlier you said that each time we interact with a same or a different client the process is different so uh, can i assume that the content is different as well or is there some repurposing of content every time uh, you uh, you encounter something that is sort of similar or you feel that you know this can be used here if repurposed properly and this is the last of it thank you of course uh, see uh, balance is important i'll say i don't know how many cliche i have used uh, till now in this conversation but uh, where um, i have learned that all those things are very uh, much right and uh, most obvious things are, are actually uh, what makes sense and that is why 
people keep repeating them and i'm doing the same thing uh, so again one more cliched balance is very important so having a debate around if uh, you know repurposing is important or creating new content is uh, better i'll say both are equally important uh, and if you want to repurpose you have to be very smart or you have to be very lucky right if you of those things you will get really good outcomes of it uh just to give you better i don't know if it's a good analogy or not but let me try this uh, can we connect this to cricket uh because rahul dravid uh, just came uh, in our last yeah, i think uh, um, i think uh, cricket point. is one of the, the biggest uh, uniting factors for our masses so please go for it yes so i'll give you two examples then uh, the uniting factors which is uh, cricket and let's say mythology first let me try to explain this from cricket point of view they uh, you know all the traditional cricketers or you know uh, like harsha bogle used to um, when he used to do commentary uh, for sachin tendulkar once he said ki open a, a cricketing textbook and this is uh, page number 267 he was playing a cover drive so sachin tendulkar is playing cover drives all his life right um, sometimes he is just getting the four maybe sometimes he is not uh, getting a four but every time he is playing that shot a beautiful cover drive it's great you know the uh, the sound of the bat the structure the position uh, it's a, a best photogenic you know stands right uh, you see it and you fall in love or uh, next day you might also see again in uh, the newspaper so a cover drive from sachin tendulkar is like a repurpose thing right every time uh, he is playing that shot he is repurposing what he has done previously but it might be successful or might not be successful and uh, that will be uh, something that we can see it post he Uh, do his job, which is to play that shot, right? At the same time, you meet a new person. Let's say Mahendra Singh Dhoni or Rishabh Pant, and Mahendra Singh Dhoni comes and he plays a new kind of shot, which is a helicopter shot, and that helicopter shot makes him the best finisher. Now, this is a new concept. Now, this is a new uh, kind of shot that he has improvised, right? Is it a successful shot? well we know now that uh, uh, is it something that uh, only he uh, is doing for a very long time yes uh, i think somewhat his even the 2011 memorable shot which was um, you know the world cup winning shot was somewhat like a helicopter shot right so uh, that's a new uh, content that's a new type of shot that he played and it was a success, successful shot so my again point is success can come from a repurposing shot like a cover drive by sachin tendulkar which he has played millions of times or a totally new shot which uh, mahendra singh dhoni played or a rishabh pant played as a you know a square um, behind the slip uh, shot multiple times in australia or a square cut shot um, by again sachin tendulkar on shoaib akhtar's delivery in 2003 centurion um you know in the world cup 2003 uh, india versus pakistan match right so anything can work uh, it is again the intent it is again the time when uh, they are doing it 
and uh, so on so forth and just to give one extra layer to it uh, at one given time sachin tendulkar was getting out on the same cover shot which he used to play millions of times and he used to get most of the runs and for that particular test match or for that particular inning he played zero times he played that shot not even once and uh, he carried the bat uh, till the end and he performed really well so just my point here is sometimes repurposing works really well sometimes it might not sometimes uh, innovating new content works uh, at all these things are important you have to do this also you have to uh, try new things all the time and that is for anything be it cricket and be it content um, so that i hope that suffice the answer there but i can still give you one another uh, analogy here and uh, that will be a smaller one um, let's say from the mythology point of view we all have read mahabharata and ramayan and if not have read it we have heard it or watched it multiple times right yet every time someone is talking about it they are adding their own layer their own perspective of it and that makes it unique all the time so it is repurposed it is repurposed for at least million times yet it is new so every time uh, there is doing something about mahabharat be it a play be it a tv show be it a podcast be it book uh, they have a new perspective about it so repurposing is important yet if just imagine there was only mahabharat and ramayan available in the world and you know it is just these two books or maybe maybe couple of others uh, people were just putting this perspective every now and then it would be so much monotonous right we have to put lot of new content we have to uh, create a lot more content right and people have to imagine new things so uh, of course a mahabharat and its own perspectives are important yet at the same time we have to imagine new things and we have to create new stories and we have to uh, you know create everything that we are passionate about from the way we see things yep i think uh, that was very insightful and uh, thank you for busting this myth as well uh, and that was an excellent answer in fact and i think a lot of uh, our viewers uh, would be very excited with this answer and especially with the with the uh, analogies that you had uh, with sachin tendulkar and dhoni and rishabh pant and now with the uh, mythology so that was great and uh, thank you divyank uh, for uh, entertaining me and for being uh, with me on this podcast and i would also like to thank all the listeners for being patient and i hope that you did derive some value out of this conversation uh, specifically uh, to all the writers um, i think uh, what uh, the wise idiot is doing specifically uh, with all the different clients is absolutely fantastic and i think and i personally love the name and uh, the reason behind it so uh, thank you for giving us um, such beautiful instances and um, such a wide ranging um, philosophical view of all the different kind of uh, content that is going around so thank you divyank for being with us thank you so much okay for having me here it's my pleasure